Welcome to the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Harrison, and I'm the CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Today, we're in the University of Phoenix podcast studio, and joining me as today's guest from Mesa Fire and Medical Department is Chief Mary Camelli. Hi, Sally. Hi. Thank, <laughs> thank you for having me. So excited you're here. Thank you. I'm I'm just excited because I've watched you for the last what has it been two years? Two, yeah, at least two, oh three years. Three years. Three years. Yes, Since you're in this role. Chief. That's correct. Congratulations. Thank That's pretty you. exciting. So I asked um, your team to give me some some things to talk about because there's so much going on that we had to kind of pare it down. That, that, <laughs> that I agree 100%. Hopefully they didn't give you anything too hard. <laughs> well, I think you know all the answers. So uh, let's, let's get started. Let's talk about why Mesa Fire has now included, and for a while now, medical into the department's name and define all hazards fire department sure great question and i think this is important for uh you know your listeners to understand mm -hmm. for the fire department so we've for years we've been mesa fire department right um, and for years we've been running medical calls as well as fire calls mm -hmm. between 75 and 80 percent of all the calls we respond on are medical in nature sure so oftentimes folks were asking us why are we bringing a fire truck for someone that's having a heart attack or why are we bringing right. a fire truck for a different type of call because um most of what we do is medical. We mm -hmm. need it to include in our name. So the public knows Mesa Fire and Medical is what we do on right. a daily basis. And all hazards, basically what we're saying when we're all hazards is when a fire truck shows up at your house, no matter what the emergency is, whether it's a flood or whether it's a heart attack or mm -hmm. whether your house is on fire, someone's caught in a, a dog is caught in a, whatever the emergency <laughs> is, we can handle it. You know, we do hazmat, we do technical rescue. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, so many different specialties that we do. So pretty much whatever the emergency is, mm -hmm. uh, our men and women on the fire department will be able to figure it out. You've got a team for everything. We do, we do. And I'm proud of the men and women who work on our department because they work hard every day and they truly care about serving the community. That's great. Talk about how having a social services program benefits the patients that your department responds to. You know, I don't think this is just a Mesa issue, but I think it's across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, social services types of calls are on the rise mm -hmm. across the nation. And um, what we have today, what we've put in place for the last few years, is when uh, our crews go on a call and they treat the patient and they see that maybe the patient needs some additional services that we don't provide, mm -hmm. they actually advise our social service team. So the social service team gets... It's all through their computer. They say, right. hey, go check on, on this patient. I think there's other services that might benefit this family. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, our social services group goes to their home. They assess the situation. If it's a, maybe an elderly couple that maybe needs to be in assisted living, mm -hmm. they connect them with other resources that are out there and available in the community sure. that will better serve their needs. So they're not, for whatever reason, for whatever reason they're calling 911, they get the appropriate resources they need that could help them on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so our social services has been called on many, many calls, and the crews are really good about advising them that this is a family or this is a person you should check on. Mm -hmm. And so they do a really good job in going there and seeing what other needs that we can connect them with that will help them with their situation. We have such an aging population in Mesa. I'm assuming that some of those calls are repeat calls. You probably know a lot of those patients that you're going out to see and know that they're going to be more on the social piece than a medical necessity call. That, that is correct. We do see um, some high utilizers, and mm -hmm. some are, I mean, completely, uh, they have no one else to call for help, and so we're always there. Mesa Fire and Medical in, in the entire valley actually will always be there to respond. 
And when you mentioned elderly, there's another program that we do have, and that is with um, education. So mm -hmm. when we go on an elderly that has fallen, mm -hmm. we will send out our our, health, our education team, and they will go out there, home, home safety education team, and they will go out and inspect the home, check out the house to see if there's things they can do to minimize a person's chance of falling. So maybe a rug when you're in your 60s is not a hazard. When you become in your 90s, that rug becomes a hazard. Mm -hmm. So they'll go in the home, they'll inspect the home for fall hazards to sure. kind of mitigate and reduce the number of times this person would fall. Mm -hmm. Also put in pull bars and things like that in their sure. home to help them get up and down so they don't fall when they're getting in the shower, getting out of the tub, things like that. So that is another way um, through social services and education we're reducing someone's um, when someone has to call 911, they have other opportunities, and we reduce the number of times they have to call 911 by doing this. That makes sense. It, it's great that you have so many different options for patients. Right, right. <laughs> That's great. Tell us about your 911 call response model and describe the medical response unit model. Okay. So 911 calls, we send an engine company for any type of medical call. You'll get an engine company. Whenever you see an engine company, you have there's four people on it. You have mm -hmm. a captain who's in charge of that crew, the engineers, the driver, and two firefighters. Every single fire truck in the city of Mesa has two paramedics and two EMTs on it. Mm -hmm. So that's our 911 normal response. Now, when there's a fire, you'll get more units. You'll get you know as many units as we need, depending on the size of the fire. Sure. We have what's in place today. We have what's called an MR, medical response unit. These are also, this is a four-person crew. Mm -hmm. It's a smaller vehicle. And they can go on fires, but the priority is to manage the medical calls. Okay. So we can kind of reserve the fire truck for when the fire comes. Mm -hmm. The fire truck goes on medical calls too, but this medical response or an MR unit, you'll see the, the title MR on the side of the truck. It's a four-person crew that will manage medical calls. That's their priority. Okay. Interesting. It's new and it's an uh, innovative way. I have heard of MR before. Right, right. It's an innovative way to manage some medical calls since the medical calls are on the rise. Sure. You said 80%. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. So why do we see Gilbert and Mesa fire trucks in Mesa? I love that question. <laughs> I love I that Gilbert, question. I think Gilbert, I'm like, hey. Right, right. You're across the street. <laughs> you know, uh, we are very, very fortunate here in the Valley. We are so fortunate. We have what's called automatic aid. Mm -hmm. And automatic aid is when someone calls 911, the closest fire truck available will respond. Because right. I think if I'm having a heart attack, I don't care if it's Gilbert, Mesa, <laughs> Tempe that shows up, sure. you want the closest unit to come. That makes sense. You don't see anything like this, like at the magnitude, uh, thanks to our forefathers that started this years ago, like 40 years ago, mm -hmm. um, we have this system that is amazing. And really, uh, we don't tally up how many times we go into other cities because just as many times other cities and our neighbors are coming into Mesa to help our citizens. Uh -huh. So it's not, we don't keep track. We just we manage the calls. When 911 comes in, we are all firefighters. We're all trained the same. We go to the same academies. We provide the same service. And so we go to the call. Wherever it is, whatever unit's closer, we take the call. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it, I, it, it should because we yeah. get, you're getting the closest unit to your home. I believe I learned about that when I went through the Mesa Fire and Medical Department uh, public. Uh, Citizens. Citizens. Yes. Citizens yes. Academy. And That's right. I'm, can I talk about that yes, for a minute? Yes, please do. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you said that because yeah. we have the last two years we've started a Citizens Academy, and it's for the public to mm -hmm. kind of get an insight um, view of what we do and what we offer. Right. It's really nice. We'd like to show the public what it is we do on a regular basis, 
And so this, this gives you, as a citizen, the opportunity to learn more about our business and get a better understanding There's of what we have available. so much going on. It's not just uh, re responding to a fire or maybe a medical call. It's not going to the grocery store <laughs> and sitting playing video games and watching TV like some people have talked about. Sure. You know, there, sure. there's something going on 24-7, and it seems like a lot of your folks have kind of additional responsibilities if they're not on a call. They've Abs got another role to play. Absolutely. And, you know, going on calls, I mean, that's our priority, and that's sure. what we're going to do. But also amongst within that, anybody that's – we have, like I said, every truck has EMTs and paramedics – we have to fit in training, paramedic training, EMT training, fire training. Even though most of our calls are medical, the most dangerous thing we do is fighting fire, sure. hazardous materials calls, trench rescues. All of those we have to do just as much training so we stay proficient. Mm -hmm. So when the call comes in, we're prepared and we're ready. So all of those things we have to fit in. And also learning our areas. It's very important that every crew knows their areas, knows the sure. buildings in their areas, the hazards in their areas. The streets, you know, all these things are really important that we do on a daily basis. It's important that we keep up our physical fitness. We need to stay strong. We need to stay healthy so we can do our job the best we can to give you the best service possible. And I do want to bring up shopping at the grocery store. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because we do take the fire truck. And I, I need to explain this, why we do that, because we are available. Our crews are yeah, never, when they're on you duty. Gotta call, you got to go. That's exactly right. Yeah. We're on duty for the whole 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And we could be anywhere when the call comes yep. in. So we take the truck with us wherever we go mm -hmm. so we can also be ready to respond right that from makes the store. Sense. I've actually been in a store when there was a call, and you basically see them kind of push a cart towards somebody that works at the store, and everybody knows, yep. and <laughs> off they go. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. And they go to the call and then come back, and yep. eventually they'll get to eat <laughs> <laughs> some days later than others. Yeah. That's great. So how is the 911 system impacted by the increased behavioral health needs of our community? I know it's significant. Yes, yes. Behavioral health is another type of, um, and it kind of, some of it falls right into social services. Mm -hmm. Those calls are also increasing. Sure. And we've been fortunate enough, uh, we have a partnership with uh, CPR, Crisis Response and um, Crisis Preparation and Recovery. And that's a behavioral health group that now they have behavioral health crisis counselors on our units. So we have two-person units mm -hmm. that respond. So when we have a behavioral health call, we send out this crisis response team. Once the crew checks them out medically, the crisis response team comes and checks them out behaviorally to see if they need to be sent in. Because a lot of times, if it's a behavioral issue, our only option was to take them to an ER. But having the crisis counselor, and what happens in the ER is they have a team come in and assess them mm -hmm. and do like a behavioral assessment. This crisis response team we send out does the behavioral assessment right there in their home, and they can determine whether they need to go to a behavioral facility or they're okay to stay home. It avoids this patient from having to go to the ER and sit in an ER when they don't really have a sure. medical issue. Right. So this, this really is a program that I feel is, is critical, number one, for patients that are dealing with this because it gives them the most appropriate care possible without having an ER stay, which, mm -hmm. which is not necessary. Sure. But also gives them immediate assessment there, right there on the scene and gets them right to a behavioral facility much sooner than they would be if they had to go in an ER and wait till an assessment happened there. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a, to me, this is a service we provide that's above and beyond, but really, really important for our community because these type of calls are, are, are really increasing. Yeah. So you just said above and beyond. So let's talk about the autism certification sure, real quick. Sure, sure. Because I know you guys got certified. Yes. That's awesome. 
So talk about that a little bit. What does that mean to your department? Right. So we, we did it, and we were 99% uh, a few days ago, and I haven't asked them today, but I'm sure we're 100%. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, anyway, this is just a better way for our members to be uh, more cognizant mm -hmm. of the differences, the neurodiversity that's out there in our community that we see on a daily basis. Sure. And even in the workplace, it gives us a better understanding, more patience, and also to really value the strengths that these individuals bring mm -hmm. that are diagnosed with autism right. or, or any kind of neurodiversity that's out there. I think that having our members uh, have this, this training, this additional training specific to the autism, I think only makes us better and makes us better uh, when we serve the public. That's great. I'm, I was so glad to hear that you and PD both... Yes both joined in on that initiative because when when we did it as a chamber, our staff and our board, it, we were all so excited. It's like, okay, who else can we get? Because really, having the the uh, title of the first city in the world is pretty exciting. Sure. But then you look at who's involved in that, and it, it needed to be across the board, Parks and Rec and, you know, the, the hospitality side, but also everybody who's day-to-day -day around here. Right. You know? Front-facing all yeah. the people that are running into anybody on the spectrum. Exactly. That's exactly right. And even our admin staff, um, all of us, mm -hmm. I think it's it's really important. And for public safety, uh, we have a great partnership with the police department. We work really, really well together. And having them on board with the same thing only makes us better. Yeah, very strong. So as advocates for our business community, what would you like Mesa businesses to know about working with the fire department? Right. We, we love to partner with our businesses at any chance we get. I, th I think that's so important. We want to make sure our businesses are safe. I mean, we know how important it is, how important safety is for you because, for businesses out there, because any kind of fire, any kind of, even a sprinkler head activation in your business, the longer it's going on, things like that. Right. We know damage to your business is, you know, your door shut, right. and that impacts business. And, and sure. we're all about keeping our businesses up and running as, yeah. as quickly as possible. So we like to make sure we do get the inspections done, things like that, and partner with you in any way that we possibly can because we're really out here for the community and for the businesses, and anything we can do working together helps us all. Well, you show that on a daily basis. So one more quick thing. Um, that program that you were talking about for older persons, like the fall and injury, yes. what's the name of that program? It's the Health and Safety Education Program. Okay, so people could go online and look for that if they had, like, elderly parents or grandparents that they were you know, concerned about. You know, if you about. call us, absolutely. If you call us, and it, we'll send a team out there. But also, we find out about these patients from calls we've been on for a fall, uh -huh. and then we'll send someone out as well. But sure, if someone feels like they need an inspection Great. to see if their grandma's safe or their grandpa's yeah. safe, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Anything else you want to talk about? You know, been great I, having you in. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just want to say what our mission statement is for the fire department is to yes. serve with care, compassion, accountability, respect, and excellence. And I believe our members do this, and our goal is to do this every day, every time, on every call. And I, I'm proud of the men and women out there because I believe they, they, they live this mission statement on a daily basis. And we're very proud to be out there in the community and serving those who need us. It's a great way to end. Yeah. I wish we all had a, a mission <laughs> statement that was so meaningful like that. That's awesome. Mary, thank you for coming in to join us today on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah.